the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Thank you, indeedy. Glad to have you guys with me tonight. Rolling over into the weekend tomorrow. And we're rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. Who remembers that song? Dun, 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 dun. Tina Turner's greatest song, in my opinion. All right, I don't know what made me think of Tina Turner and rolling on the river. <laughs> Um, I do love music, though. I'll tell you all that. And I love tonight's show because we got a great lineup tonight. Great guests. We've got an old friend of mine. In fact, y'all hear his voice every Friday night. Uh, the open of the show includes this man. I'm not going to tell you his name right now, but you hear him every Friday night. Who is Friday night? Uh, because um, that soundbite we took years ago when he was filling in for me. And he's been. Woo, it's Friday night. That's right. You recognize that voice? That's the conservator Rican, Julio Rivera. It's hard for me to get him on my show these days because he actually moved to Belgium and he's not usually in the U.S. time code, time zones and able to come on my show. So he's actually going to be reporting in from CPAC, which is happening right now, the Conservative Political Action committee is holding its annual convention. I haven't gone the past couple of years. And honestly, I forgot about it this year because when I didn't go the last couple of years because of COVID, I kind of started thinking that, you know what, I, it, I, it's as much fun as it is, I'm not really sure how productive it is in terms of advancing anything from conservatism, advancing, advancing anything for my show. So I decided not to go this year. So, um, But I do have my eyes peeled on what's happening down there. We've got some sound bites to share with you guys as some of the happenings from today. A couple of very interesting clips that I want to get uh, Julio's perspective on and also get a report on what's on the ground, what's actually really happening down there. What are the grassroots? What are people saying down there? What are conservatives saying? And particularly when it comes to the Republican Party, everything related to these elections, where they stand on the issues. Um, and, and, and Trump versus DeSantis in 2024, because we've got a really interesting soundbite from Mike Lindell to play for you guys in a moment. We've also got, um, a, a, a local San Diego mayor was actually, uh, at the top of the homepage on Fox News today because of something extraordinary he's done, uh, in the town in which he's a mayor. So can't wait to share. Uh, have him on and share that with you because it's related to homelessness and how he solved homelessness. And man, that's a major issue. So, so much to get into tonight. We want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Are you watching anything happening down in CPAC? Are you somebody that ever watches the speeches down there? 
Uh, I'm curious about your your thoughts if you do. 888-344-1170. And if you don't, I want to hear from you as well. I want you to tell me if you don't pay attention to CPAC. I think that might be interesting to know in terms of how much influence it has with the conservative base. Uh, before I go any further, 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, i got to bring in this man, my partner in crime. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, we definitely already have this evening the highlight from CPAC, from my man. He was. <laughs> I'm not even sure I have that particular clip right in front of me. Um, oh, yeah, I do. Um, I, I want to start, though, um, with... Hmm. Yeah, do we start with a Mike Lindell? Let's start with a Senator Kennedy clip. because Calling uh, it like he sees it yeah, and like it is. He's calling it like he, like he sees it and like it is and in a way that is concise and clear and should be copied by every other Republican out there. So, yeah, let's start with Senator Kennedy, my man out of Louisiana. Clip two. Now, listen to me carefully on this one. The mm-hmm. truth is, mm-hmm. I do not hate anyone. I do not hate anyone. I look for grace wherever <laughs> I can find it. So I say this gently. The Biden administration sucks. <laughs> uh-huh. You measure it any way you want. COVID, the economy, inflation, the national debt, the border, crime, cancel culture, treating parents like domestic terrorists, Afghanistan, our energy independence, now lost. My God. President Biden has been spectacularly awful. If you put President Biden in charge of the Sahara Desert, he would run out of sand. (laughs) If the aliens landed in Washington, D.C. tomorrow and said, take me to your leader, it would be embarrassing. Oh, I miss those accents down there. He does. He does sound like the prosecutor of my cousin Vinny, right? They were identical. How he says that crime. I don't hate anyone. I look for grace wherever I can find it. See, there every every Southern gentleman, particularly of his generation, always has that little bit of Jimmy Swaggered in him, right? Could be a preacher talking at the at the pulpit. On a Sunday. And he was preaching. He was absolutely right. The only thing he left out was the transing and the attack on children and what's going on there. Um, we've, we've got to get a little bit more vocal on that. Here's a clip that I, I want to, I wanted you guys to hear. And hopefully this is Mike Lindell. And he was in the crowd. Oh, and by the way, the only other thing, too, that I wish Kennedy had done, he was just talking really busting Joe Biden on um, his failures in terms of policy and the results of what's happening. Uh, there's there's more he could have added to the list. He could have added inflation to the list. Um, but but, it, you know, he also could have and, and every Republican should have that list so clearly ready to go that every time they're going to the microphones they're repeating that to the american people and they're talking about how it's it in some parts in this country like here it's seven dollars now for a carton of eggs 
It was like $2 when Trump was in office. It's back up to $5.20 a gallon of gas right now. Well, that's because their little strategic reserve has run out. Yeah, yeah. So so he actually, he didn't hit every, even all the elements of that. Uh, I don't think he, did, did he mention, I'm not sure he mentioned the open border, right? I'm not sure he mentioned the open border. There's there's so many issues. And then we could also bust him on the fact that he's clearly got dementia, clearly weak, and has no business in the Oval Office or Commander-in-Chief and really, really running anything. The guy can't navigate. He can't commandeer a flight of stairs, and yet he, he, he so he has no business being Commander-in-Chief, right? Um, the One of the biggest things to, to be discussed in, um, oh, and then also another thing that we didn't, he didn't mention there is he didn't mention the Biden crime family. He didn't mention the corruption going on there. So there's more that there's more that uh, our man Kennedy could have added to the list. One of the other things they're going to be talking about down in CPAC, they're going to be doing a straw poll. There's a poll out not right now in California that Ron DeSantis is ahead of of Donald Trump. And I and I thought this clip today from Mike Lindell was really interesting. And he's actually he's not at a microphone, so hopefully you can hear the hear this clip well. Um, but here's here's some really shocking comments that he's made about Ron DeSantis. Skins, please play clip three. We're for defamation. Now I'll tell you what, Ron DeSantis, and he's got money behind him. Did he do anything for Disney? Did he do anything? Remember that was the big thing. You're going to go after Disney. He did nothing. They got everything they wanted. Everything. Look it up. The media is covering up for Ron DeSantis. He's the Trojan horse. He is the Trojan horse. He's a global. He's a Trojan horse. Do not believe anything you're reading by the media about Ron DeSantis. That's why Donald Trump is ahead in the polls by over 40%. Are you back Seriously. Am I backing Donald Trump in 2020? So my question for you listeners out there, 888-344-1170, are you uh, still backing Trump? What do you think about that? Do you see Ron DeSantis as a Trojan horse? Skins, uh, maybe I need to do a little more more research, but he actually removed Disney's self-governance. And Disney's going to have to pay for the impact of that. So I'm not really sure what I'm missing on Ron DeSantis with Disney. Um, I do think that there's a lot that I don't know yet about Ron DeSantis in terms of where he stands, a lot of issues. But I certainly don't know that I would call him a Trojan horse. I think his record stands for himself, for itself, in terms of what he's done with anti-wokeness and on behalf of his citizens in, in the state of Florida. So um, I kind of find, find those comments shocking. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it had his track record not spoke volumes for him, had he not really pushed back so much against the woke culture and against a lot of the, the, the COVID things, he's come back, he's apologized, he said he did things wrong. You know, I, I just don't see it being as as he as as Lindell is describing it. Well, yeah, and particularly since there was nobody in in MAGA anywhere in the Trump camp or anywhere else that was critical of Ron DeSantis anything he was doing in Florida until he decided he might run for president. And, you know, if 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 you want to make an argument, as many people have, that, you know, Trump deserves it or Trump is the right person, make the argument. That's a different argument. But that's a different argument. To be trashing him at this point is I don't think it serves anybody well. It's it's especially Trump. It's almost like Andrea Trump calling him the enemy. It's no different. Right. 
All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Julia Rivera, the Conserva Rican Editorial Director of Reactionary Times, will be on the phone with me. Can't wait to talk to my old friend, the Conserva Rican, and hear his take on what's happening down at CPAC. Or out, not down. It's not in Florida anymore. It's back up in uh, in D.C. We're going to hear from Julia Rivera on the other side of the break. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am so excited because coming up in just a few seconds here is my old friend Julio Rivera, the Conservarican Editorial Director of Reactionary Times. Old friend of mine. has I haven't been able to have him on my show in so long because he dared to move around the world. And it's it, 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 just not fair to ask him to come on my show at 3 a.m. his time. But right now he's down at CPAC and he joins me now to discuss all the happenings there. Hello, Julio Rivera. Hey, Andrea, it's been way too long. It's wonderful to hear your voice. Wow. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, oh, it's like a a little family reunion here. I'm just so happy to to hear your voice as well. And uh, thank you for inviting me, by the way, last week to come on Reactionary Times. I was I had the Rona, so I wasn't able to do that. So you got to promise me have me on your show uh, sometime soon. Um, If I know you, you're enjoying yourself having maybe a frosty one or something and enjoying all the happenings at CPAC while also doing a lot of good work at the same time. All right, so let's start with just just a general question a lot uh, about CPAC this year. It's finally back in D.C. Um, after taking a, taking a detour down to Florida because of Rona. A lot of big people didn't come out this year because of accusations against Matt Schlapp. But tell me the truth about the turnout and the buzz and what's what's going on there. Well, you know, day one, it seems like there's a reasonable amount of people here. It doesn't seem like it has the same electricity that it has had in the past. Um, You know, I think it's just um, there's not so many different factions like it used to be. Like when I used to come here back in the teens, you know, in 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, it was all about, you know, people supported different candidates. It seems like the support is consolidated with Trump. And there are a lot of people here that are supporting Trump. And there's a lot of excitement and electricity about him. But I think a lot of people are skeptical. I think that people have become skeptical of the Republican Party in general, Mm -hmm. based on the direction that it's going in a lot of ways. Listen, Joe Biden has operated basically with impunity. We all know that he's compromised. We all know that the investigations are going on. We all know about the connections to China and Ukraine. And I think a lot of Republicans are upset that they're not getting enough pushback from the GOP. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and I don't want to hear excuses about, uh, well, we don't control the Senate. You know, I'm tired of excuses. That's all the Republican Party wants to operate from, which is a standpoint of, of excuses, because they're actually more comfortable being in the minority so that they don't have to produce any results. And their job needs to be result oriented. I don't want to hear anybody flapping their gums. I don't want to hear about investigations that are going to be just like what happened with Benghazi to where no, no, nobody, you know, Hillary Clinton was allowed to. Mm-hmm. 
destroy 30,000 pieces of government property and get away with it, violate the Espionage Act and on and on and on and, and no accountability for her. In fact, you know, the government covered up her crimes. Right. And that and we don't want to see that continue to happen with Biden. Um, I played a clip a few minutes ago from Mike Lindell, who's accusing Ron DeSantis of being a Trojan horse, being a globalist, saying the media is yeah. covering up. Um, I don't really think that. I mean, what are you what are you hearing about DeSantis and that whole thing on the it, 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 Trump versus DeSantis and what they think of DeSantis on the ground there? Yeah, listen, I've almost universally have people saying that they believe that Trump is the better candidate, but they universally respect Ron DeSantis and the job that he's doing in Florida, which is a great job. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of accusations being thrown around that he's taking money from this person or that person or, you know, the Bushes are endorsing him and things like that. Those are uh, those are items that are out of the control of DeSantis. You know, obviously, a lot of these people have access to grind with Trump and they're not going to endorse Trump, quite frankly, you know, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily make Ron DeSantis a bad candidate. I happen to love Ron DeSantis and I would love if there was a way that him and Trump can come together. I think that that would be the ultimate ticket. That would be a ticket that can carry to victory. You know, I think that, you know, a lot of people are saying that, oh, he needs to put a woman on the ticket. He needs to put uh, Tim Scott on the ticket. He needs to put this person or that person. Listen, that's thinking like the Democrats do. If you really want to make America great again, I think you really need to install Trump. You know, we need to work to get Trump elected. And, you know, Ron DeSantis would have a good lead into 2028 if he was Trump's vice president, if that can if we can find a way to work that out. I agree with you. In fact, you and I became friends uh, during the 2016, I think 2015, 2016, 2016 time period. You were a Ted Cruz guy. Um, uh, you know, most of the way, and, and I think, weren't you pretty much Ted Cruz until he, until Trump took the nomination? You were pretty much Ted <laughs> yeah, Cruz all the know. way. And I wanted, Trump, I said Trump from the beginning, but I wanted a Trump Ted Cruz ticket. And I was bummed that things got too ugly between them for that to be a possibility at the end. Instead, he went with Mike Pence. Um, you were one of the people that was like, look, I'm a hardcore conservative. I'm Ted Cruz. But once Cruz was out of the way, you were all in behind Trump. And that's, you know, and 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 then I think you're still behind Trump. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I really am. But there was a for a period I started to think about DeSantis, but really thinking about um, the fact that Trump did a, an, an incredible job. Like if you look at the body of work of him as the president of the United States, if you look at the successes economically, diplomatically, especially when you look at the condition of the world right now, you know, we, we got China ready to pounce on Taiwan. We, we saw Russia already try to take Ukraine and this could, God forbid. And um, you know, I'm in Eastern Europe, this yeah. could turn into nuclear war and I could literally be affected by this in a lot of ways. And then, you know, this weakness invites uh, aggression internationally. Trump is a guy that literally does not play games. Mm-hmm. He's not looking to start war, but like he told, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un, if you mess with us, you're going to see fire and fury, the likes of which the world has never seen. That's a message that was clearly communicated internationally, and that's a message that Joe Biden does not have the gravitas or, quite frankly, uh, the cojones, if I can say that, mm-hmm. on radio to actually follow through on. You know, nobody respects Joe Biden. 
No, they don't. And that was one of the, the stupid notions that, that we're trying to, they tried to shove on us in, in uh, 2020. And, you know, and, and let's just say again on the record, Joe Biden, uh, Grandpa Badfinger, as Kurt Schlichter calls him, did not win 80 million votes. All right. So, um, who are you looking to see when you're down there? Like, who's got the buzz that everybody's wanting to see? Of course, Trump is going to speak on Saturday. Who else is, are people excited to see? Is it Carrie Lake? You know, there's a, yeah, Carrie Lake uh, headlining the Reagan dinner. I think that's a big thing. And that's a big thing when you talk about in the from the perspective of election security, election integrity. Can we trust what's actually happening on Election Day? Um, I think there's a lot of issues, obviously, related directly to what happened in Arizona. Uh, you know, people want to see a legitimate election this time around. And I think if, you know, some people might say that Carrie Lake might not be the worst candidate to be, you know, the vice presidential uh, person that runs with, you know, President Trump. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that, but it's important that we bring that issue to the head. You know, the, the bottom line is Rona McDaniel has done a terrible job mm-hmm. as the uh, national GOP chair. The fact of the matter is, if you look at it legally, and I've researched this, and anybody can look it up, in 25 states out of the union, whether we like it or not, ballot harvesting in in some way, shape, or form is actually legal. The, the fact of the matter is the Democrats have used the rules to their advantage, and we have to get better. We have to beat yeah. them at their own game. We can't sit there and go, oh, you know, my principles say that we should vote on Election Day in person and with an ID. The fact of the matter is the rules say that you don't have to do that. So we have to adjust to the rules, and we have to become better, and we have to win on the ground. Absolutely. We're talking to Julio Rivera, editorial director of Reactionary Times. I think that's what we've got to do in order to get power. But I do think once we get power back, we need to be taking care of at a state level, our elections and putting in a a system in place like Ron DeSantis has done. Ultimately, what we should probably be doing is we've also got, you mentioned 25 states. There's also 25 election centers that are being run by uh, an, an election outfit out of China. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, the guy that was arrested who, t- you know, who's, who sucked up and sent a lot of data over to these Chinese Communist uh, Party servers over there. I can't remember the name of the company right now. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, really what we need to be doing is we need to be going back to election day. We need to be using paper ballots. And I don't believe, I've never believed that we should be doing absentee ballots. You know, if you want to take a vacation, if you care enough about voting, you won't take a vacation on election day. Other than a military- Military, nobody should be voting absentee. Um, who are some of the media? What's the media coverage going on down there? Well, you know, we've got a lot of great people from Real America's Voices here. Mm-hmm. I uh, was ha- had the opportunity to be on their programming today with my uh, buddy David Veer, who's a mm-hmm. great conservative and mm-hmm. really following the issues. Yeah, um, I, I was on Lindell TV with my buddy Ivan. Uh, we did some uh, good stuff there. And Newsmax is here. I was actually able to interview uh, John Bachman and Chris Ruddy about what's going on with the uh, issues with, you know, DirecTV and AT&T and a lot of the suppression, you know, voter suppression isn't just about what goes on in election day. It's right. about the messaging that goes on. And when you have major outlets like DirecTV trying to suppress conservative commentary, that does have a sway in the election. You mm-hmm. know, obviously in 2016, Trump was able to overcome that, but a lot of people didn't see it coming.
you know, the fact of the matter is I wouldn't be surprised if we see a weaponization of the FCC in the last two years of the Biden administration trying to go after anyone that is really, quite frankly, seen by them as an enemy of the regime. No, absolutely. In fact, Chuck Schumer, I've got a clip to play for the audience a little bit later. Um, this whole thing with this, uh, all this, the leaking of coming out of this Dominion lawsuit against Fox, where, you know, Rupert Murdoch has admitted that people uh, on air host never believed the Sydney, the Sydney Powell and, and Rudy Giuliani stuff about the Dominion machines, but they put it out there f- for the audience because that, you know, it was appeasing, uh, you know, a certain state of the audience. Now Chuck Schumer says that that gives them the right and if, and, and the obligation now I don't even need to play the clip, um, the obligation to tell Fox News what to do. So any excuse that they can take to seize control over messaging, they're going to take. Control the message, you control minds, and control minds, you control the outcome of the elections. And that's why we need to be we, we need to be doing better. The Repub- One of the things the Republican Party needs to be doing better is, is not just complaining about DirecTV shutting off Newsmax or One American News, but the Republican Party took out as Trump was winding up his administration uh, in order uh, Trump wanted to uh, to, to deny the to remove the 530 protections for big tech as a part of a covid spending bill and the Republican Party took yeah. it out CDA 230 yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah the Republican Party has not been strong enough on CDA 230 this is a major issue that has a lot of implications it's not just that it's a, it has a lot to do with e-commerce as well mm-hmm. competitors larger competitors swallowing up smaller competitors they might be more innovative and offer a better product because they can go ahead and under CDA 230 protections, go ahead and attack their competitors. And obviously we saw what it's done to social media. Social media is a mess. Obviously Elon Musk taking over Twitter has exposed a lot of what went on, obviously with the New York uh, Post and the Hunter Biden story. You know, we saw the the, uh, United States uh, intelligence community that actually was Trump's intelligence community. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you don't drain the swamp. And when you say you're going to drain the swamp and you don't actually do it, you know, it winds up biting you. And and it's not about, you know, creating an atmosphere that's more advantageous to the Democrats or to the Republicans. It's all about free speech and fairness. And we've lost that in America, unfortunately. Yeah, we have. Well, tell everybody about Reactionary Times and how they can, uh, can check it out. Yeah, go to reactionarytimes.com. We're, we're restarted Reactionary Times TV, which you will be on very shortly. You can ca- catch that on Facebook. We're in the process of replatforming it to various uh, places. Hopefully we can come on and uh, talk about that more once that gets going. Yes. But uh, we just had our we just launched our first episode in a year and a half. And it's on Facebook at Reactionary Times. All right, my man. Thank you so much for being here. You stay safe out there. And uh, don't bump into too many libtards in D.C. while you're there. (laughs) Thank you so much. God bless. Love you, Andrea. Love you too, man. Take it easy. All right, stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show coming up on the other side of the break. So don't you go anywhere. And, And by the way, don't forget that you can download tonight or if you miss tonight or any portion of tonight's show or any show, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Don't go away. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego.
Welcome back to tonight's show. Uh, don't forget, you got to be tuning in every night from 6 to 8 because you never know when we're going to be giving away the next $50 gift certificate to Iron Mountain. So stay tuned every night from 6 to 8 p.m. Download the podcast if you miss a night. Although if you download the podcast, you got to be listening live because you can hear it. Because if you hear it on the podcast, you're going to be listening to somebody else win. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to be as much fun, is it? And I tell you what's fun is anytime you go to Iron Mountain, it's fun, with or without a $50 gift certificate, right? The best store in San Diego for workwear. If you've got your hardworking family member or yourself and you need some amazing Carhartt pants or flannels and jackets because it's still cold out there and jackets and headgear and anything that you need or for your loved one or just because it's really some of the coolest looking wear and gear that you can find anywhere, which is why you watch the TV show um, Yellowstone. You'll see Kevin Costner's character uh, wearing um, a, a lot of the gear. I think he wears a lot of the browning and, and a lot of the Filson as well. So listen, go to 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside. And and it's not just clothing items, right? They've got amazing accessories. Their Filson luggage is so high end that, I mean, you it, it's just absolutely gorgeous. The canvas is so sturdy and just absolutely just heart as hard working as Carhartt pants and the leather straps around it are just so luxurious, just beautiful luggage. Uh, they've got handmade ends and knives that are made right here in San Diego County. So there's just something for everybody there. And the prices are absolutely better than anything you could get online. And I just love brick and mortar shopping because it, you can get to go and touch it and feel it and see the quality of it. If you, uh, um, the returns are super easy. <clears throat> uh, so it's just the best store in San Diego. They've got something there for everybody. Okay. So getting back a little bit to CPAC, one of the biggest issues, uh, that we've got going on that we need to continue to be highlighting is the open border that we've got. And I'm loving the Trump's former, uh, ICE director, uh, Thomas Homan. He, uh, uh, we had to, he was so bold. We had to, my, well, I say we, Skins had to bleep him out. It wasn't me. Y'all know I don't know anything about any technology. <laughs> you're lucky you can use a phone. <laughs> I mean, I try like when you're out, I try to like have it set up like you did for me so that I can have fun, like uh-huh. trying to press the play button. And it's just <laughs> That's all right. That's why I'm here. The struggle is real. Um, but this is how, how just forthright, straight up, truth-based and with passion – Every Republican needs to be and talking about the border and listen to some of the facts that Holman lays out. Clip six. This administration destroyed the most secure border in our lifetime, and, and I'm sick and tired of hearing about the family separation. And you know, I'm still being sued over that, so come get me. I don't give a <laughs> Right? Bottom line is, we enforce the law. American families, when I was a cop in New York, and I arrest a father for domestic violence or someone for DUI, I separate that family. When you violate the law with a child, you're going to be separated. But you're right. 250,000 children have crossed this border since Joe Biden's been president. They chose to separate themselves. And the children are always children. Let's put this in perspective. When I was the ICE director under President Trump, we did Operation Matador, a gang enforcement operation in Long Island. We arrested just short of 500 gang members, most of them MS-13. 42% of them entered the country as a family unit. So the family units are, there's some valid family units that come across that border. I get it. But a lot of the family units aren't even family units. On the Trump administration, we did DNA testing. What's the first thing the Biden administration did? Killed DNA. We don't know how many families are actually families. So children are being trafficked. Under this administration, they've lost track of 40,000 kids already. 
40,000 kids, we don't know where they're at. Now, they find them in, in, in forced labor. I guarantee there's some in, in child pornography movies now. I don't give a what anybody says. This, this border has put a lot of lives in danger. And I, I just, I, 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 I'm so afraid of what we're going to find American out several is. years down the road and what these children, what kind of conditions they're, they're put in. People call me anti-immigrant every day. I'm not. I believe in immigration, legal immigration. They don't understand when, when you make the promises this administration's made that you can cross the border, you won't be detained, we'll give you a work authorization, and guess what? ICE can't arrest you because you sit here illegally. When you make those type of promises, the most vulnerable people in the world of them put themselves in the hands of these cartels to be smuggled across the border. This administration's policies are dumb. They're killing record number of Americans. They've killed a record number of migrants. And God help us, thousands of these children are in very bad situations right now. And someday it's going to come out. And we need to hold these people responsible. Amen. Boom. I don't usually play clips that are that long, but I mean, how could you, how could I even interrupt that? Did he not lay it out? The truth? About the carrots that are being dangled out there, creating That's not this opinion. Cra- he worked it. He worked it. And one of the things he's talking about. I mean, what was the last time we heard anybody point out the fact? Oh, the family is being separated. Well, why? Why did they stop DNA testing? Because half, you know, these these just because there's five people together and a woman and a man and some kids doesn't mean they're a family. Forty thousand children unacc- unaccounted for right now. That's just a number that we know of. Think about that. The next time some, some, you know, bleeding heart liberal tries to play some dumb game on you that Trump had children in cages and Trump is separating families. Well, first of all, American families are separated when a crime is committed. And that's what's happening with these illegal immigrants coming into this country. And even, even if they're coming without cartels, this is illegal what they're doing. And they're flooding into this country. This is not sustainable economically from a crime standpoint. From any standpoint, they're breaking the backs of this country and children and lives are being destroyed in the process, not to mention the crimes. How many Americans are going to be killed by illegals, it, whether, you know, um, whether it's a, it, it, from a gun or whether it's like the MS-13 gangs and what they're doing or whether it's in the form of DUIs. And then if they, and if, and if they're not responsible for killing somebody, then they're, then they're taking benefits away from an American in the form of in-state tuition and housing and food and this and that. Why? We've got to stop, we've got to stop backing down from this and stop acting like we've got to kowtow and play nice with people that are breaking into our country. We cannot, the reality is, is there's billions of people around the world and we cannot afford to take every, take them all in. Everybody who's hungry around the world, everybody who's impoverished, every woman who doesn't, ha- doesn't like her husband, we've heard that's coming up in immigration court. No, uh, asylum is for people leaving with the hair on fire because the government is coming after them to torture them for their political beliefs. We've got more, we've got more people that need asylum against being tortured uh, by a government for their political beliefs. We got more of those people who, who were Jan 6 defendants in a gulag than we got coming across our border. What's, what's happening is, is insane. Every minute that that border stays open, it's another inch towards just having absolutely no national sovereignty whatsoever. And then at the same time, one of the things I wish he had tied in is the fact that Janet Yellen over there offering, uh, uh, over in Ukraine, offering more and more and more billions and saying that it's a taxpayer's responsibility and Zelensky saying it's American taxpayers' responsibility to defend their border while ours is completely open. 
Crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right, going to take a break. We come back. There's an interesting bill that's been presented in the state of Montana that has to do with blood donations and those who received the COVID shots. And we're going to discuss that when we come back from the break. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. A while back, months ago, Skins and I um, started talking about um, blood supplies and the mixing of blood at uh, for blood donations between those who've gotten the shots and those who haven't. And I swear to goodness, this is not me just patting, patting myself on the back. Nobody else, Skins and I had not heard anybody else, not one, had not seen one news article, had not heard one TV or radio show mention um, blood supplies not being mixed together with shots. And I actually called the Red Cross here in San Diego and asked, and she said that she had not received any question from anybody prior to me asking whether or not they were separating donations and asking and then separating don't blood donations between those who've gotten the shots and those who haven't. And I talked about it on the show before, and there were people making suggestions of storing your blood and stuff and, and, um, because, you know, if you, if you're not, if you've got the right to make a choice to get the shot and you should have that right, it should have never been mandated on anybody, then you should also have the right to not get the shot indirectly through, uh, blood that you consider tainted because it's blood coming from somebody who's gotten the shot. And that cell, and we looked at some of those self storage blood op- options and those are just unfortunately incredibly expensive. Yeah. And yeah, they are. So, uh, so then I see today that a, in, in uh, Montana, uh, they've uh, there's House Bill 645, which is a bill that would ban donors who have received the COVID nineteen vax from giving blood. Um, uh, opponents are saying it would decimate the blood supply in Montana and leave patients at risk of even death. Uh, Montana's blood supply could be cut by up to 80%, leading to adverse patient outcomes, including unnecessary and unconscionable death, says uh, Senior Vice President of Blood Collection Nonprofit, um, Cliff Newmark. He said most blood banks are barely meeting the needs of patients today with an 80% reduction in blood supply procedures for accident victims, etc., um, you know, wouldn't be possible. House Bill 645 would ban individuals who receive the COVID-19 vaccine from donating, making it a misdemeanor with a $500 fine to donate or accept blood from vaccinated donors. The bill would also ban people who have had a diagnosis of long COVID medically defined as, uh, I, uh, I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> um, past acute sequelae of SARS-CoV-2 uh, due to chronic 27 SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how any, I don't know. I'm not aware of testing that they're doing for long COVID. Um, I think that this bill is, 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 uh, I, uh, what, this is the wrong way to go about it. What you do is you have two sets of blood supplies. If 80% of the, because basically if 80% of the people donating blood have gotten the shots, 
then that means that there's that that means 80 I would assume that 80% of the residents of Montana also got the shots and so there would be no problem with them getting cancels out yeah so what you do is you just separate it it's like I don't understand why the you know banning people who've gotten the shots when we've got that high percentage of people who've gotten the shots doesn't make sense and 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 especially at this point because I, I don't know how long. I guess I, I, I'm assuming that they've still got a blood. They've still got supply left where people have gotten the shots. But I just think that this is a dumb way to go about it. You just keep it separate. That can't be hard. And I don't even think you don't need, you don't need legislation for it, Andrea. You just do it. Yeah. You just have you just have the 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 Red Cross or whoever is doing most of the blood donations. Uh, I, I'm assuming hospitals. No, I don't know if hospitals do too. Yeah, they do. I, I when I when I was in Slidell, uh, my brother's best friend's dad had diabetes and he had a rare blood type that I have, and I don't I never remember what my own blood type is, but it's the one that's rare. It's the O whatever, and so um, they brought me in to see if you know. Um, uh, to, to, to double check and to, to see if I had it. And the thing was, is that they went to try to test it and they couldn't get, uh, my blood pressure was so low, they couldn't, they couldn't prick, they would prick the tip of my finger and no blood would come out. I don't know why they didn't just take a, a vial of my blood, but they were like, look, we'll call you if we need you <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so that was at a hospital. So, but I, I, you just keep it separate. You just ask somebody, although the, uh, although, how are they gonna? How are they gonna track it? How how are how are they gonna verify whether or not somebody's blood, whether or not they've had the shot or not? It's. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. I guess when you're making the donation, you. I mean, do you ask because then that's also maybe a violation of people's privacy. Well, not to mention the fact that somebody could just lie and say, "No, I haven't gotten the shot." So this is this is one. I don't know that there is a solution to this issue. What are we going to accept the honor system? And what does it mean uh, to be vaccinated? Yeah, because that One definition shot. is always changing. Yeah. How many shots does that mean? Is it acceptable? To some, is it, I guess they're saying no, no shots whatsoever. Um, I, I just, I, I think this is, this is why you really, we, I don't know that we can put the tube, the toothpaste back in the tube on this one skins, because, um, this is why you don't push a shot out on people in nine months before it's been properly now look tested. At the ramifications. Yeah. You look at the ramifications here. Look at the ramifications. Well, and like you, like I was telling you, you know, uh, on the show numerous times now, if you need a blood transfusion, it's pretty much a roll of the dice. Well, yeah. Well, if you're in Montana and 80% of the blood has gotten the shot, you got an 80% chance that that's what's going to be given to you. And that's, and, and to a lot of people, that's frightening. I know with my family's history of blood clots and heart disease and other stuff that, you know, I, 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 I can't have that in, in my body. Well, and that's why you know, these mandates, this blanket thing for everybody getting the shots made no sense to begin with. Because everybody, whether you know your body or your doctor does or both, you could have something that is, there's, there's no way, even if the shot did what it said it was supposed to do, is good for you. Right. Particularly since I was not high risk. Right. Not high risk. There's a study out. Speaking of that, I don't know if I have time to get into it. Um, no, I don't think I have time to get into it. 
Uh, well, you know what? It's not much of a story. By the year 2035, over half the population around the world is going to be obese. What was the number one cause of death? The number one comorbidity? Obesity when it came to COVID. And yet nobody in charge of public health is doing anything to encourage people to boost their natural immunity and particularly by losing weight. All right, we got another hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.